It seems, certainly more recently, that there's a growing portion of the population that is starting to distrust the legitimacy of science. Flat earthers, anti-vaxxers, and climate change deniers are prime examples of groups that argue against established science. This is the first episode in our attempt to answer the question, is science dumb? Cue the music, Carlos. Welcome to Viable Underdogs, where we try and teach you some cool stuff and hopefully encourage everyone to become a bit more sustainable. My name is John. With me as always is the ever-silent Carlos, our researching expert. This is episode number three. Today we're going to start exploring the possible reasons for why some groups are challenging the legitimacy of established science. Now, before we go any further, I think it's important to note that I want to get to the root of this growing mistrust and not start a crusade against any non-scientific group. The groups listed before are kind of extreme examples, but how often do we sometimes believe in untested miracle cures, or how often do we hear conflicting facts from the scientific community, leading us to think there's sometimes smoke in the chemicals in their beakers? Eggs are healthy. Eggs are unhealthy. Wait, they're healthy again. So what's going on? Why the confusion? Why the lack of trust? That's what we will attempt to get to the bottom of. In this first part of our Is Science Dumb series, we will explore the role Hollywood plays in subtly changing our perceptions and outlooks. And no, please don't run to the hills screaming, John's going to talk about how violence in movies makes us violent, or something to that effect. Not what I'm getting at. And frankly, that's not my area of expertise. I'll leave that one for the psychologists. Unlike my pseudo-scientific theory I'm about to share with you now. What I do want to talk about is exposure. Our brains aren't that different from computers in terms of inputs and outputs. For example, if I go to a weekend CPR slash first aid course, I input roughly 16 hours of theory and hands-on practice so I could then potentially output life-saving skills in the event of an emergency. In fact, we do this with just about every part of our lives in some way or another. A paramedic has far greater skills than a first aider, has had a much greater exposure of inputs in terms of schooling experience. A surgeon has even more skills, and their inputs and experience in schooling is even greater still. If you have never taken a first aid course, and don't really have much exposure to anything related to medical or biology, for our purposes, we could say that you have zero inputs on the subject. However, whether conscious or not, your brain is a sophisticated machine constantly wanting to learn new things, find new patterns, and search for new inputs. One constant source of inputs is through media, whether that be television, movies, internet, what have you. Most of us are intelligent enough to realize that a lot of what's portrayed in media is not exactly rooted in reality. If I watch a movie where there's a dude that's not breathing, and some other dude comes along with a dirty pocket knife and a straw to perform a tracheotomy, my brain realizes that that's probably not a good idea. However, your brain might be forgiven for thinking that if someone was performing CPR in a movie, it's probably shown with a certain degree of accuracy. Sadly, this is not often the case. For anyone that doesn't know, CPR is the act of performing chest compressions and giving breaths in order to stimulate the heart and lungs of a person who is on the verge of death. In movies, the chest compressions and breaths are often incorrectly performed in terms of positioning, speed, and ratio. The unconscious person often miraculously springs back to life after a few seconds, or the character performing CPR gives up after a minute and states that the person they were doing the CPR on is dead. Please don't do this. The main goal of CPR is to preserve someone's organs until such a time as paramedics or doctors are able to revive the person. Once you start CPR, you're not supposed to stop until you are either relieved by someone, say a doctor, or you're physically incapable of continuing. 
All of which I just stated is pretty obvious to anyone that's taken a first aid course, but it may be less so to anyone that has not, and their exposure has only been in the movies. And if this particular example is obvious to you, I guarantee you there are some things in movies incorrectly done that may come as a bit of a surprise. If it's been a long time since you learned anything formally about science, you're likely to get most of what you believe from media. There's nothing wrong with that. We all have different interests and hobbies, and different things that occupy our time. However, the problem lies then with the fact that the little amount of exposure received is unfortunately often incorrect. Here are some common TV and movie tropes that are inaccurate or just plain wrong to kind of exemplify what we're talking about. Humans only use 10% of our brain. To clarify, we use 100% of our brain. Though I'm willing to concede that some of our interactions with some individuals may lead us to believe otherwise. Helicopters. If the engine fails, or if they run out of fuel, they drop right out of the sky, right? Nope. Pilots are trained to land helicopters in exactly those types of situations. It's not to say that that would never result in an accident, but they don't fall out of the sky like rocks. The Coriolis Effect. This might not be overly common, nor maybe it's not even all that familiar to you, but I have seen it a couple of times. This is where a character watches which way the water spins down the drain, clockwise or counterclockwise, to determine if they are in the northern or southern hemisphere. This was comedically portrayed in a very old episode of The Simpsons, and more recently in the action movie Escape Plan. The reason I bring it up is that it's so specific that you would think it's actually rooted in science, and is in fact true. And that's kind of the problem. It is rooted in science. The spin of the earth does affect very large bodies of water. The volume of water in your toilet is far, far too small, and any associated spin has to do with the design of the toilet itself, and not the Coriolis effect. And again, this is one small example of a very large amount of erroneous information we constantly consume. Gun silencers. If you're curious, go online and search a video of a gun with a silencer being fired, and see just how non-silent they actually are. They dampen sound, yes, but nowhere near to the amount you see in the movies. My apologies for ruining all those James Bond movies for you. Now the other problem with media is in order to tell engaging stories, it requires a reason for starting the story, otherwise known as the inciting incident. And if the story itself is somewhat scientific in nature, it often uses bad or incompetent science or scientists to initiate the plot. And if you have no other basis for science or scientists, you may slowly start to think that science is dumb. If no one creates monsters and allows them to escape, how will our hero save the planet? This is compounded by the fact that we consume a lot of media as a species. How many hours of TV, movies, internet, and so on do we watch every day? And the more often we hear something or see something, the more it becomes solidified in our brains, alluding back to the inputs I mentioned earlier. And our brains don't always remember where it gets its information from, whether it was from a reputable source or not. And the more exposure, the more the input is ingrained into the brain. This isn't a crap on TV or movies. I love a good show as much as the next person, and of course, it's fun when it's not based on reality. But this repeated exposure does come with it unintended consequences when it seeks to portray certain areas of our life we are unfamiliar with. Last, as we've ventured into the 21st century, it has become much easier for any individual to create content for the masses. Vlog, blog, and other influencers can preach whatever they want without necessarily having correct information which still carries with it the consequences of repeated exposure to incorrect or incomplete information. This can result in a growing distrust or just outright confusion to certain aspects of the world, 
such as the scientific community. After all, any idiot these days can start a podcast and peddle his dumb ideas to a worldwide audience. Thanks for listening. As always, please share and forward this podcast. The first step towards realistic sustainability is in knowledge and discussion, and this can't happen without everyone's input. Please send any comments, questions, or quasi-scientific theories to viableunderdogs at gmail.com. Our intro music is composed by Mark Kronowski, and the music currently playing by Jonathan Atkinson. We intend to get a website up and running in the near future. Until then, feel free to send inaccurate TV and movie tropes to us, and we may feature them in another episode.